Welcome to the Astrology Rocks podcast for the week of August 27th, 2012, brought to you by Sastrology. I'm Michelle Suzanne, author of your weekly forecast at Sastrology. You'll also find me at starstruckastrology.org. Okay, let's dive in and talk about what's up in the skies this week. Things really start to rock on Thursday, August the 30th, with a very sweet and harmonious trine. That's an angle of 120 degrees, folks, between Sun in Virgo and Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. Mind you, the energy always builds days before a planetary alignment becomes exact. So see if you can mine this gold off the top of the week. Now, because we're talking about Pluto, some of what we're dealing with involves standing in your power and understanding more easily the benefits of simply feeling grounded and rooted like a tree. If you think about it, a tree may appear immobile, yet underground it has a really strong and vast network of roots. And in a sense, that tree is mobile beneath the surface. And there's a type of metaphor in that for all of us. A tree's power is in its roots. So how are your roots? What's happening beneath your surface? Is your underground energy allowing you to flourish or does it immobilize you? So the sun in analytical Virgo, trine Pluto in very realistic Capricorn, affords you a fairly acute perception of your inner nature, goblins and all. And this is your chance to either accept yourself at the deepest level or to rejuvenate at your core. Okay? Now claiming your power means accepting full responsibility for your life. And that idea becomes increasingly important as we keep surfing Neptune's waves this week. Because Neptune can bring us into a type of suffering that can get mixed into a story that you tell yourself about how you're a victim of this person or that circumstance. And unless you truly delight in thinking of yourself as a victim, that story can get really old. And you're being given a challenge to rewrite that story as soon as storyteller planet Mercury moves into Virgo on Friday, August 31st. Okay, now Mercury rules Virgo, so therefore Mercury's in its glory here and stays in Virgo through September 15th. Now Mercury also rules Gemini. But in Gemini, you know, the mind, which Mercury represents, goes madly off in all directions. Yet when Mercury settles into Virgo, our ideas and plans can actually take root. And there's that root image again. Uh, so things start to develop. Our, our goals begin to develop through Virgo's attention to detail and Virgo's focus on what needs to get done. All right, so that that's good news, but there is some complexity here. Um, as soon as Mercury arrives in Virgo, he slips off his winged sandals and finds himself in an opposition with Neptune retrograde in Pisces. Now that energy is peaking on September the 1st, that's a Saturday. Uh, but again, you're going to feel this energy building through the week. 
Initially, you may experience a lack of clarity, especially on Saturday, that makes that day in particular really less than ideal for making promises or agreements, okay? Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit like having a mini Mercury retrograde thing going on. So um, that's just something to keep in mind. On the plus side, the imagination is inspired, um, but your imagination may sort of wreak havoc with your sense of logic. So if you, if you don't have to work that day, you might just want to spend the weekend reading or writing, uh, journaling or painting, gardening, taking photos. Those are just some examples of activities that really allow you to blend Mercury and Neptune without sacrificing your logic or your creative brain, okay? You may also find yourself thinking about the times in your life when you've felt at the mercy of people or forces seemingly beyond your control. And if that's the case, you're experiencing Neptune retrogrades vibe, mixing it up with Mercury so that you can reframe past events and move into the present without the need to feel so out of power. Can you see why the Sun trine Pluto is such an ally in the search for authentic soul power? Just hold on to that strength because we will also have a full moon on Friday. Now, for newcomers to astrology, let's briefly touch on the lunar cycle. By the time we get to a full moon, the moon is halfway through her cycle and she sits opposite the skies from the sun. It's at the full moon that things tend to culminate or manifest. And often it seems to be a type of answer to whatever you might have put out there two weeks ago at the new moon when the sun and moon were united. And at that time, hopefully if you're working the lunar energy for maximum benefit, you created some kind of goal or goals, intentions for yourself. And this full moon helps to answer that. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if you said, okay, two weeks from now, I, um, I intend to have written my full length novel. Um, I'm not suggesting that two weeks later, bingo, magico, there's your novel. Oh, uh, however, you do get a type of feedback um, so you get this sort of, uh, it's like a guiding light, literally the full moon, um, tells you exactly where you're at in terms of your goals and intentions. Okay. So this Friday, the full moon occurs in Pisces and that means we've got the moon in Pisces in an opposition with the sun in Virgo. So there's something here that really challenges, challenges us to mingle the polarity of Virgo and Pisces. And you can do this by grounding your spiritual ideals into daily practical activities. All right, if this is sounding a bit like deja vu, uh, it's because this full moon is really echoing the theme of last week's first quarter square moon in Sagittarius. I spoke of that in last week's podcast and also talked about the essence of Virgo. So if you missed it, you might want to give it a listen. Um, you know, just understand that the cosmos tends to repeat themes and that gives us all repeated opportunities to get in sync with creation. All right. So the basic gist of this Pisces full moon is partly centered on the question, 
How do I acknowledge and honor my connection to source while still staying rooted in my daily activities? Or put another way, in a more astrological way, how do I take my Piscean ideals and ground them in Virgo's fields? Or can I find evidence of the sacred in my mundane activities? Okay, so the, the answers to these questions can be surprisingly simple. You consider the ways that you can contribute to making someone else's life more manageable, and then you just do it. Uh, whether it's through volunteering at a hospital or carpooling, maybe picking up groceries for someone who can't get around. You can think of all kinds of, of things that uh, don't have to take up too much energy and uh, and time for you, but that can make such a great difference to another person. Now, the trap you want to find, you want to avoid, <laughs> this is a trap you want to avoid. You don't want to find it. Um, the shadow side of Virgo, keeping a mental ledger of your good deeds. I'm waiting to see how you're repaid. That's a little bit of a Virgo thing. That's because Virgos are so clever. They have an ability to keep tabs on everything going on, okay? But this idea of, you know, keeping your your good deeds ledger book balanced doesn't necessarily fit with the Piscean virtue of giving for giving's sake, okay? Now, having said that, you want to avoid the pitfall of Pisces, which is giving above and beyond and allowing yourself to be a doormat. Okay, so we have a sun and a moon in opposition to each other. Whenever we have oppositions with planets, they're crying out for the middle point. They're crying out for balance. Find that balance between uh, being a little bit stingy <laughs> and going ridiculously over the top with giving. Okay. Be moderate. Take time for yourself to do what nurtures you as well. And, you know, feel yourself standing with the power of roots that connect you to a deep source of strength and power. That's, that's the power of the earth that we're standing on and living on. Giving of yourself should actually fill you up, not deplete you. So if you're doing something really great for somebody else, but you feel angry or you're feeling taken advantage of, you're leaning too far into Neptune and Pisces energy. Pull that back. Bring back some sweet stuff for yourself and lean more into Pluto. And remember that you are the giver of your own power. You don't have to give it away and you certainly don't get it from someone else. It comes through you and hopefully you channel that into very worthwhile, wonderful, energetic causes that fill you with the joy of being here. All right. Well, I think that's an appropriate message to leave you with as I wrap up this week's podcast. I invite you to offer your feedback or even a rating for the Astrology Rocks podcast on iTunes. All right. So please uh, love to hear your feedback. You can leave feedback at Astrology as well. Some listeners have been emailing me directly. That's cool too. But if you have something real sweet to say, <laughs> don't be afraid to make it public. It brings uh, it brings Sastrology's uh, presence up in the uh, 
in that lovely web that we all surf every day. Uh, if you feel like this is an appropriate time for you to get some clarity and context on what's happening in your world, I am very happy to be of service. And since the lovely folks I've had the pleasure of speaking with through these weeks have been really appreciating my August discount, I'm really happy to help you prepare for fall by offering a 20% discount through September. All right. Thank you for tuning in, dear listener. I am Michelle Suzanne. You'll find me not only at Sastrology.com, but at StarstruckAstrology.org. Until next week, be well. Bye-bye.